Jack Daniels is the number two selling whiskey in the world. Boom. Uh, old number seven, uh, the Black Label, it's just iconic. But yeah. Jack Daniels had some new releases, and there's a new king that reigns supreme over all their other offerings. What? And if you guys want to hear about it, then stick around. Welcome in to the world-famous Bourbon Real Talk. No, no, we're not really famous at all. But we do have some gratitude for our Patreons. Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. guys are famous. In our minds, we love you guys. And you guys support the channel, but we hope you aren't feeling like you're just donating to a lost cause. We want you to get something in return from that. Not just the show going on, but member benefits like bonus content, mm -hmm. special offers, distillery takeovers, where we go into a distillery and tap barrels and try different things that nobody else gets to check out, and barrel picks while we're at those distilleries, in-person meetups, virtual, online, bottle shares. I mean, the list goes on and on. There's a ton of perks to signing up, so if you are not currently supporting the channel and its mission, you should think about it. Click the link in the description below to go to our Patreon and see if it's something that you're worth signing up for, and uh, see if it's something that, that sounds like a good deal to you, because we would appreciate the support, and obviously the benefits are there. Yeah. Uh, so let's get into some disclaimers. All so right. first off, these are our opinions. Uh, although I will say that the master distiller for Jack Daniels, Chris Fletcher, agrees with us. Yeah, so our opinions are one thing. Yeah. And then there's Chris Fletcher's opinions who actually distills everything there at Jack Daniels. So. Yeah, so I got to get on a Zoom with him and he said that the whiskey that we're going to announce at the end of this video is the new king. Mm -hmm. What's his favorite Jack Daniels that he has ever tasted? Um, and for reference, his father started, or his grandfather started making whiskey at Jack Daniels in 1958. So yeah. his family's been around for a minute. Yeah, I mean, you could say that they're legit, so. Yeah. Uh, also, if you think Jack Daniels sucks, and as soon as somebody says Jack Daniels, he goes, Jack Daniels sucks. If you drink Jack Daniels, then your palate's crap, and blah, blah, blah. Just stop watching. In fact, yeah. never watch another Just one of our videos. Get on out of here. You're, you're a lame-o, okay? Move along. If you think that you have this enlightened whiskey guru palate that figured out that the rest of humans on planet Earth are wrong, mm -hmm. um, then we're not for you. Nope. Yeah. In so, fact, whiskey's probably not for you. So yeah. you should just stop drinking whiskey. You should probably just stop drinking whiskey and, and stop watching. Get you YouTube. some white claws and call it a day. Yeah. yeah. Go by the pool, get you a floaty, and get just you hang a floaty. Out. Yeah. Because uh, uh, we don't need you. Nope. And then uh, also, uh, it's going to come up. People yeah. are going to ask. Is Jack if they're Daniels not going to hate about this they're, in the comment, they're going to hate about, oh, Jack Daniels not even really bourbon. Yeah, yeah. And you also can go. Well, to I, the pool. let's educate them a little bit. Okay. So Jack Daniels is legally bourbon. True. Okay. Yep. So you, it, when you're talking about legal definitions, there's a legal definition for Tennessee whiskey at the state level in Tennessee, and there is a legal definition for bourbon at the federal level with the U.S. government. And to qualify to be Tennessee whiskey, you have to go through a process called the Lincoln County process, yep. where you filter the newly made uh, distillate that just came off the still before you put it into the barrel through sugar maple call uh, sugar maple. I can't even say this shit. Um, sugar maple charcoal. Yes, that's yes, hard. Yeah. English is hard yeah. after you've been drinking yeah. since 10 o'clock. Words are hard. Um, yeah. and, and that qualifies it as Tennessee whiskey. But it doesn't preclude it from being a bourbon since bourbon's legal definition mostly deals with additive processes and not reductive processes like filtration. Absolutely. And so it is 100% possible for a whiskey to be both qualifying as a bourbon and a Tennessee whiskey at the same time. 
Obviously, because Jack Daniels does it. Jack, Jack Daniels does it. And for any of you who say, no, Jack Daniels is not a bourbon, I literally have a picture of a Jack Daniels bottle that says that it's bourbon that they exported because it served their purposes to call it bourbon in that country. Mm -hmm. um, and they know that it's perfectly legal for them to do it. And it was uh, the label was approved by the TTB and all that stuff. Right. Um, and also, I have a video of the Cessnet head distiller uh, Lexi saying that it's bourbon. Um, so there's no need for everybody to fight. Everybody can be right. If you want to call it Tennessee whiskey, great. If you want to call it bourbon, great. It's fine. Now, yeah. let's discuss. Anyways, let's get, now that that's all out of the way. All out of the way. Let's get to some of the offerings that we have grown to know and love from Jack Daniels. We'll start kind of at the bottom as far as not quality, but proof points, all mm -hmm. right? Let's start with Jack Daniels number seven. Obviously the most iconic label that you've mm -hmm. seen out there. The old number seven is what everyone sees on the t-shirts and what's been around in their granddad's closet for a long time. Yeah, and that's that's what made them the number two selling whiskey. And I happen yeah. to not have a modern version of old number seven on my on my bar because I, I just don't drink that. There's yeah. other stuff I'd rather uh, drink. But my version of 107 that I have was found in my grandfather's closet after he passed away. Wow, I mean, look at that thing. Yeah, this is Been from a while. 1984. And uh, this is before they lowered the proof to the current proof point of 80. Um, this one is a 90 proofer. Okay. And cool. uh, he wasn't a big drinker, but he kept this ball around to uh, make himself a uh, Jack Daniels and um, um, what's that stuff called that you drink? Eggnog. Eggnog. Yeah, Jack Daniels and uh -huh. eggnog at Christmas. And since I mean, that's the I, that's the definition of a closet drinker. They found this <laughs> in your grandfather's closet. That's, that's pretty cool. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, he just didn't, tucked away in there. He didn't hide it, but yeah. So I, I keep that's this cool. around, and sometimes on special occasions, I'll I'll have I'll have a little pour of that. But Jack Daniels number seven is not the new right. king. No, no, and, but but if you do want to take it up a notch as far as proof points go, again, the modern number seven is 80 proof, but if you want to bump it up to that 100 proof, you've got the Jack Daniels 100 proof bottled in bond, yes. which is a great option for anyone. In fact, I'm gonna have a little right now. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's that 100 proof, a really good spot for a bourbon. Um, it's kind of where my starting point is, but I love a lot of bottled in bonds, and this is one of them. Yeah, and uh, this is a relatively new product for them. I think they realized that there was an enthusiast community out there that wanted a mass-produced, easily available, inexpensive mm -hmm. product mm -hmm. that was more than the the old number seven's proof of 80, right? Mm -hmm. um, and th this fixes that. Uh, but it's, it's not the king. It's not the king. What whiskey will blow your mind that isn't even bourbon and you've probably never heard of? JT Mellick. It comes from a crawfish and rice farm in Louisiana. It's one of the few ground-to-glass distilleries in the U.S. and it's amazing. How did a crawfish and rice farmer become the producer of one of the best whiskeys I've ever tasted? We're gonna lose money on the rice, so we turn it into whiskey. Mike's family are six generation rice farmers in Louisiana, and the thought of not growing rice was unbearable. So when rice prices dropped, they decided to grow rice anyway and turn it into whiskey. I know what you're thinking, Randy, it's rice whiskey. How could it be good? This isn't some half sake. I sent out blind sample packs with five other highly regarded allocated bourbons when people didn't know what they were drinking, they liked the JT Mellick more. This whiskey surprised me. Someone brought a bottle over to my house and it blew my mind. Where'd you get the whiskey? Yeah, where'd you get the whiskey? I, I brought it to Randy's house. No, you didn't. Yeah! I, I thought I was a bad cop. No, I'm the bad cop. You're both bad. So if you want a mind-blowingly good whiskey at an affordable price, pick up a bottle of JT Mellick right now. And if there's a vodka lover in your life, don't overlook the vodka. Unlike most vodkas, theirs actually tastes good. 
To find a shipping retailer or a local retailer near you, click the link in the video description. Clicking the link lets them know that we sent you, so they know to keep advertising with us. Cheers! And the next potential contender okay. um, would be the Jack Daniels single barrel barrel proof. Now that definitely fixed the proof problem. I mean, that it, it takes it to problem. a new level of, of proof. It's kind of uh, depending on where you get them. They're in the 120s usually, right? This is a pick we did. What's that one? 127 or 124? I can't remember. This one is uh, 129. 129. Okay. That's the one we did a couple years ago with Lexi over there. Yeah. Yeah. And so. we had a great time. Um, great whiskey, solid whiskey, mm -hmm. fixes the proof point. Also fixes the other complaint, which is that Jack Daniels isn't aged long enough. Mm. Um, so yep. not only are the single barrels aged a little bit longer, um, but they also age in the, what's the top the part? The buzzard's called? roost. The buzzard's roost. We learned that from Sherry. From Sh Miss Sherry Moore. Yes. Um, who, Jack Daniels royalty. Royalty, yes. She's awesome. Yeah, she, her, uh, her uncle was Lynn Motlow, mm -hmm. and her grandmother was Miss Mary Bobo. Great restaurant, too. Yeah, great restaurant. We had a good time there. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, so this fixes the proof issue. It fixes the age issue. Uh, those barrels, at the buzzard roost are at the very top. Um, there's natural heat cycling that happens up there since heat rises. Mm -hmm. The barrels age faster, give them a little bit more time up there, and you get a product that's got a lot of maturation yeah. um, and a really solid, solid product, but still not the new king. Not the new king, but the buzzard's roost, I mean, I wish I could just say it like Sherry says it. She's got that, you know, sweet. She's got Tennessee, a nice, nice accent, the buzzard juice. I don't even want to try, but it's great. Uh, but that's not the king. But there is a higher proof option, even though that's pretty up there, 129. Yeah. If you are a, a high proof hound and mm -hmm. you want to chase down some some hazards uh, ish whiskey, uh, you might be looking for a Koi Hill. Koi Hill. If you can find them. This was a contender. Yeah. Could have been the new king. Could have okay. been. But it's uh, it's it, it's it, hot though. It, it's hot. It's it gets up it's there. Up so it, it comes out of the Koi Hill aging facility, mm -hmm. um, which apparently has a little bit more um, exposure to heat changes mm -hmm. uh, because yeah. most most of these came out at a very very high proof. Right. Many of them above 140, range. creating a hazmat. So, um, you want to tell them what hazmat is? Yeah, the hazmat is 140 plus, and mm -hmm. that just means they're not legal to fly on an airplane. Right. They're too hazardous, too, too flammable, flammable. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you might be able to run a car on some of these coal hills if you if if you could figure that out. Oh sure, if you had the right kind of motor, yeah, yeah. for sure. I, yeah. In fact, that'd be kind of cool. I but I saw a Dukes of Hazard episode about something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't doubt it. Not the king though. Not the king. Coal hills good, but it's not the king. Who's now the this next one, contender. It could be the king. It could be. But uh, you'll just have to find out here. Yeah. But I think that this is. Uh, Back and forth, but obviously the king is is better. There are some benefits to both, but the number two to the king, the right hand man, if you will. Yeah, like he's the guy that's like right by the throne, right by it, but like still gets kind of a lot of the same. It's like a consigliere and, or something. Yeah, he's like yeah. yeah. If, the, if anything ever happens to the king, he kind of slides. He's in like there. a top advisor, like a vice king. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Ten year, I mean it's it's aged longer than any of the other options we've talked about. Yep, it's a. It's a, it's a really good pour. Mm -hmm. I would say one of the only downsides is that it's a 97 proof. So it's still lower than that bottled and bond. So you kind of take a regression step back there, but you definitely get a little bit more flavor than you would typically get. A little bit more uh, age. A lot more oaky too. 
Yeah, and, and uh, what's interesting is that this one, to me, tastes the oldest. Oh, yeah? Yes, and um, if you've ever been to like a distillery and you see their barrel dump station, you look down in there, there's little pieces of, of charcoal char that's oh, like come yeah. out of the barrel. Yeah. If you ever get a chance, pick one of those up and put it in your mouth. Mm. And what you'll, it's a very distinctive flavor. And that's what over-aged whiskey starts to taste like. Is It's like oh, this yeah. acrid kind of, um, I, I, I don't know how to describe it, but yeah. once you have it in your head, it's gonna stick forever. Right, yeah. And this has a little bit more of that barrel char flavor right, in it yeah. that makes it taste like it's older. Um, and because it is a 97 proof, it's not as full flavored and it's not balancing out as much of that higher age flavor that you taste when you drink mm. the whiskey. So it's good, but not the king. Not the king. Well, that just leaves That leaves one just one. one. There's one, a one, one man standing. There's only one room for the king. Yes, and that is... Dun, dun, dun. Wait, hang on, let me get my trumpet. <laughs> Jack Daniels 12 year. The Jack Daniels 12 year. Yes. Your Royal Highness. The Royal Highness. This, this is, is so, so good. Yes. I've been sipping on it a little bit this afternoon. Um, hits hits all the check boxes for me. Every single box. It's That's 107 proof. A sweet spot. Which is a sweet spot. So it's not going to blow your palate out, but it's not so light that you know they're they're losing the right. the good flavors in the mid palate mm -hmm. and i have to say you know this is the one that chris fletcher you know on a zoom said that you know this is his favorite whiskey that he's ever tasted uh, mm. from jack daniels wow and um it's 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 a little bit different in its profile yeah you know so it, typically it i'm gonna get a banana rust. i get bananas on everything from jack daniels uh, and, yeah. and it's like this just comes out of uh, of a great left field, yeah, and with with these new flavors that really, to me, um, I pick up a lot more nuttiness in this. Like that's almost reminiscent of a Jim Beam. I know you get a lot more floral on it, mm -hmm. but I can get a little floral, but I, I get a little bit of nuttiness on it that I really really enjoy. Yeah, I get a floral and a and a berry kind of note mm. that's that's quite different from the banana note that I normally get. I I still get the Jack Daniels like nuttiness to it yeah um so it's got that jack daniel signature um but it's just a much more balanced product that, that has a lot more going on in the mid palette compared to these other offerings and that is precisely why it is the new king the king now you mentioned earlier today that this every time you go back to it you pick up new flavors and one of them you even got a little bit of dickle yeah which is like but now that we're talking about it, mm -hmm. it's like that Dickel 15 I gave you, or 17 I gave you uh, for Christmas, it's like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, which is like that nuttiness and that berryness like yeah. kind of coming together. So I could see it kind of having a little bit of that that little flavor to it. Not, so it's kind of interesting. Not my proudest moment, but no. I, I, was at, I was at a uh, Prideful Goat uh, uh, tasting, <laughs> yeah. and a gentleman was like, he, we, I, I hit everybody with the challenge coin. Yeah. And I was like, challenge coin time, show us your coins. And everybody had their coin except for this one dude. Yeah. And uh, and he was like, God dang it. So he he goes up to the bar because he's got to buy drinks. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't know it at the time, but they had Jack Daniels 12. And he bought everybody a pour a Jack Daniels 12 and brought it back to the table double blind. We have no yeah, idea, we what, no idea what he got. And uh, as soon as I tasted it, I was like, this has to be a Dickel product. And he was like, close. And I was like, no, I'm never wrong about Dickel. 
Like I was like, I was confident, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, turns out it was Jack Daniels 12 and I'd just been drinking JT Mellick uh, rice whiskey. Um, and so it turns out if you drink JT Mellick right before you have uh, Jack Daniels 12, you get, you get a little dickle. A little, little bit of that dickle flavor comes right. out. So I'm not saying that it tastes like dickle, um, but it is a very complex whiskey that every no, time yeah. I taste it, something yeah. else seems to I, Like out. I said, I've been sipping on it uh, most of the afternoon a couple times, and I keep getting back and forth between the floral and the nuttiness, uh, which I, I get that with some dickle stuff too. So it's like, you know, I can see that. Uh, I don't, I don't want to scare anybody that doesn't no. like Dickel. You're no. going to like this whiskey. No, you're going to yeah. like it. And if you don't, then it's your, everybody's palate's different, but I love it. I yeah. think it's awesome. And and we we just want to let you know, if you get this and you're like, you guys, you're crazy. Like You and Chris Fletcher are crazy. Crazy. Like 12, it's not where it's at. You just let us know and we will help you rehome that bottle right Absolutely. over to our house. Absolutely, yeah. I'll take right it. Right over. I'm going to take this one too, if you don't mind. Uh, it's my only one. Okay. Yeah, and I, you know, I had to, I, I had did, you know the what would you do for a Klondike bar? I don't want to know. Yeah, like did. yeah, you we'll got that, had to do some that, stuff. We'll keep that. In the I had outtakes. to do some stuff, anyways. All right, so if this is your first time watching the show, we'd love to thank you for the view and mm -hmm. let you know a little bit about our philosophy. We're all about bringing people together around whiskey, and that's something that's important to me because I lost my brother to suicide in 2014, and in the aftermath of his passing, I was trying to figure out, you know, what happened. And I realized that he had lost his sense of connection to the community around him. Mm. And I started to notice how whiskey brought people together, even people who would normally not connect with one another, because whiskey doesn't care about ideological views. Right. It, just, it just brings people together. And so I thought maybe if I had a podcast like this and I got you connected to whiskey, the whiskey would do the rest of the job and get you connected to others. Um, but as we were exploring opportunities to create community, uh, we saw that there is a downside to the online enthusiast world, and that's the whiskey trolls. Yeah. And they can be very hateful to strangers online, usually with the purpose of making themselves feel important or look important and making other people feel small. And so to combat that, we have started Bourbon Real Talk Community, mm -hmm. which is a free Facebook-based forum. Um, we don't allow any troll behavior there. Nope. Um, as of the time of this recording, we have a little over 26,000 members, and it has developed into a true community. Yep. People actually living their lives together, forming in-person connections. It's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. um, but also seeing those trolls online made me realize that if they can hate you online, there's nothing that keeps me from loving you online. And that's why we end every podcast the same way. That's this. If you woke up this morning... And you're unsure whether or not anyone loves you. Just know that we, we love, love you. you. And we'll see you next time on Bourbon Roll Talk. Cheers. In the steep hills of the rockiest of mountains, under beaming sun or windy winters, a prideful goat stands tall. The whiskey offers smooth yet bold flavors to be enjoyed anywhere with anyone. So take a leap and discover the complex and beautiful sceneries of the Prideful Goat with us. I'm Randy Selvin, host of Bourbon Real Talk. My business partner, Christopher Hart, the host of Whiskey Neat, and I partnered with Giant Texas Distillers to create the whiskey brand, the Prideful Goat. That intro was one of the drafts for the Prideful Goat's back label. And the truth is, the name just sounded cool. There is no significance to the name, which makes the back label story a little bit difficult. We felt some of that was a little too fanciful. 
for our target audience. Our goal was to create a whiskey by whiskey lovers for whiskey lovers. Cash strength, non-chill filtered, straightforward, no fluff. We're currently sold in California, New Mexico, Arizona, Texas, Oklahoma, Kentucky, Louisiana, and Florida. And we're proud to announce that we're coming soon to Georgia, New Hampshire, Vermont, Maine, and Canada. If you want a quality whiskey that was curated for enthusiasts, head over to pridefulgoat.com and use the store locator. If your local store doesn't have it, just use the contact feature and we'll tell you how they can get it. We also have some pretty awesome Prideful Goat merchandise, including etch glens and t-shirts. If we're not sold in your state, don't worry about it. Sealbox and Bourbon Outfitter both carry our products for lower than average retail price. With no sales tax and discounts for multiple bottle shipping, in many cases you can get the Prideful Goat delivered to your door for less money than you would have spent at your local store. We hope you enjoy our little project. Cheers! <laughs>